the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Pat Williams Power Hour on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. This is your hour when Orlando Magic's Senior Vice President Pat Williams sits down and speaks with authors who have written books on topics of interest and insight for listeners like you. And now, here's your host, Pat Williams. Welcome, folks, once again to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, We always love uh, doing this show, love having you uh, plug in with us. Uh, So does Alan Dempsey, uh, our engineer, uh, who keeps this whole thing rolling. Andrew Herdliska produces the show each weekend. And uh, Dr. Candace Jones is with us in this first segment. Candace Jones is a board-certified physician, practicing as a general pediatrician in the Pine Hills community of Orlando. She provides a standard of care that enriches the lives of thousands of kids and parents each year. Dr. Jones, welcome. I'm so glad that we can hook up here. Nice to chat with you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Uh, First of all, uh, Candace, tell me the advice that you give to parents to help them build a relational bridge with their children. Absolutely. Relationship is so important in all aspects of life, certainly important with parent-child um, interactions. I, I definitely, in this day and time, tell parents to spend more time with their children because these days we're all very busy doing our thing, and I find that the child is in one room on the video games or the phone and that the parent is doing their work or very busy with all the things they have to do, and they just get disconnected. Um, and most of what I hear is disconnection. And so I just really encourage them to sit down and spend quality time. And to just to give pearls there, I tell parents to, you know, just go in their room and, and sit there and just sit with them. And I know the child may look, what are you doing? What do you want to say? What do you want to fuss about? What are you trying to tell me? No, I just want to sit with you. I just want to hang out. And you don't have to talk because a lot of times we want to give our advice and tell them and nag them and and, and do all the talking. Just sit, observe, listen, spend time. And then that relationship will blossom, okay? Mm -hmm. And this lets our children know that they are important to us. Just let them know that we really like spending time with them. We really like who they are in a time where kids can be very um, uh, judgmental of each other and a lot of bullying is going on. They need to know that we like them if nobody else does and that we want to get to know them. And that opens the door for a great relationship with our children. My guest is Dr. Candace Jones. Uh, Candace, tell me about uh, your practice in the Pine Hills community of Orlando, uh, what are some of the things you're dealing with on a daily basis? 
Absolutely. So just to uh, clarify, I am one of the pediatricians at the Pine Hills, uh, in, in Princeton Pediatrics in Pine Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner is uh, Dr. Ted Kaplan. He's my colleague. It's a small practice, just him and I. Mm-hmm. And we are both. Uh, I have always been committed to uh, working in communities that are underserved, underinsured, undereducated, low socioeconomic status. Um, but that group of people really need great doctors because they have a particular set of challenges that affects their health greater than other groups of people. They have worse health outcomes greater than other groups of people who may have all of those resources. So I've always felt the need uh, from my time at Hopkins until here in Florida to work in those communities. And, and most doctors don't want to be in those communities, but I love it. I feel that I'm needed. I have great relationship with the families. I love the, the families because they are so diverse. We have, of course, African-American families. We have Caucasian families. We have families from all areas over the globe. I have African patients. I have Caribbean patients, South American patients, Spanish-speaking, Creole, French, mm. everything. It's, it's the United Nations there. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. So we have to have all that staff to be able to speak to them and meet their needs. And I have to learn a lot, a lot of cultural things to be able to meet their needs. So it's a very uh, challenging um, but wonderful, rewarding experience. Uh, Dr. Candace Jones completed her residency in pediatrics at the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in Baltimore. And then she earned her medical doctorate at the Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta. Uh, Why do you go just by Dr. Candace? Well, I I, uh, sort of like to book the old school. And just to give you a little history there, I um, went to Morehouse School of Medicine and got my medical doctorate and became a a doctor, Mm quote-unquote. And in that setting, uh, it it was very traditional. You gave respect, and people who were doctors, you said doctor and miss and mister, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, in Atlanta, Georgia, in the South, all of that tradition, right, really strong. And then when I went to Hopkins, to train, it took three years for them to undo that, and I still struggle with it, and I still know who to do it to and who not to do it to. So you walk around there, and some of the most world-renowned doctors wanted you to call them by their first name. Mm. So I was Candace. I was Candace. Um, And this renowned doctor, Dr. You know, Johnson, he wanted to be called Ted, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so hard for me. I'm from the South. Um, so I had to choose. You know, I got to a point where I had to choose, and and I don't want to um, think too much of myself. I, I do have great uh, confidence and self-esteem, but, you know, some of us think too much of ourselves. And I said, you know what? I, I want to be called Dr. Candace. I, I don't wear a white coat. I don't wear scrubs. I don't do anything formal that would scare the kids. I wear jeans sometimes and a T-shirt or, you know, I'm just very casual, laid back. I carry my stethoscope, and I'm Dr. Candace. Now, some of my patients still say Dr. Jones. Some of the staff say Dr. Jones. I get called everything. But my brand name, as far as my platform with the podcast and anything I do out in the community as a media and health expert, I love to be called Dr. Candace. Tell me this, Doc, should a parent measure their success as a parent by the quality of the relationship or by how effectively that parent can control their child? What what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, that's that's a, a tough one. Uh, I definitely think you should uh, measure your success the quality, by the quality of the relationship. But what happens there is there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of parent judging. And uh, sometimes, I know we hate to admit it, but it forces us to behave a certain way, maybe out in public with our kids, that seems to be more controlling because we care if we get a judging look by another parent or if our kids misbehave and, and we get a little embarrassed. But I say stick to your guns. Um, people often see a child misbehaving in public and, and they assume that there's no discipline in the home. Um, but I say that there may be discipline or the child's just having a bad day, you know? So sometimes the truth of matter, the truth of the matter is we cannot control our kids or anyone for that matter. Every year they grow we lose more and more of that control, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's true, right? Oh, yes. And, tr- and trying to do that, especially in forceful, aggressive ways, can harm them. So, you know, a wise behavior analyst once said to me, you can't control your kids, but you can control the environment. And the teaching point here about control is that it's how you set up the situation. You can adjust the environment set up the day, set up the situation, and set your kids up for success. Not so much saying, do this, do that, do it the way I want it, but just suggesting things around them and how you uh, go about them to help them to behave instead of just, you know, trying to be forceful. And I, I, I give that example to parents all the time in my clinic. Again, my parents are, are a lot of them, not all of them, are pretty stressed. And so they come in in a rush with multiple kids for their visit, and they're fussing or threatening or maybe even spanking the whole time they're there. And this is just a thumb. And often I have to spend time during that visit saying to them, can I just share with you, can I just share some things that you could do differently? And I say, you know, it's the morning time. Have they had breakfast? The answer is no, because you were rushing for, to get to the visit. And I said, well, I bet if they had a little breakfast, they wouldn't be uh, so anxious or busy right now, or, or she wouldn't be crying. My guest is Dr. Candace Jones, right here in Orlando. We'll have more with Candace right after this on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. In Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on 94.9 FM and AM 950. The Word. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. 
Hi, I'm Barbara Sandbeck, your host on Grace Notes, a 15-minute program that contains biblical teaching and a wide variety of music. Some of the subjects we address are, why do we have trials and cultivating intimacy with God? You can listen right here on WTLN every Sunday at 2.45 p.m. Can't catch the whole broadcast? Visit our podcast on the web 24-7 on WTLN.com. So tune in. You won't want to miss it. How would you like to see clearly when you wake up in the morning? Reduce your dependence on corrective lenses. How would you like to change the way you see the world? Well, you've always wanted to do it, and now is the time to take that step with LASIK. And we are excited to announce that for the first time ever, LASIK is now available at half price. Just go to our website, AmazingRadioDeals.com. Imagine getting LASIK at half price. Enjoy activities such as work, movies, sports, and play. LASIK at half price? Amazing. AmazingRadioDeals.com. Half price LASIK available now. Save thousands. AmazingRadioDeals.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on 94.9 FM and AM 950. The Word. Now, once again, here's Pat. Dr. Candace Jones is our guest from her office in the Pine Hills community of Orlando, Florida. Candace, you mentioned uh, the word spanking. Uh, what are your thoughts on spanking as a form of discipline? Absolutely. That's a tough one because I was raised to believe in spanking. I was raised on spanking. And I hear it all the time from parents, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. And I'm not so sure we should be taking that literally. I think the rod is more of a symbol of discipline, and discipline does not have to include spanking. And that's my stance as a pediatrician. There's tons of evidence that show a negative impact on children from spanking or yelling or shaming. Um, Discipline is key, though, Um, but it should be done with love from a teaching and guiding perspective and with consistency. So I don't believe it takes all of that. I want to get into another topic uh, about your own um, upbringing, Candace. Uh, how how has your upbringing impacted your own parenting skills? Yeah, as I stated before, absolutely it has it did impact my um, parenting skills. I was raised quote unquote old school, and my mom was a teenage mom, and she was in a difficult marriage. And I have an older sister. She was very stressed out, and she and she didn't know what she was doing because she was such a young parent. Um, she was, I remember her being, you know, irritable and impatient. She fussed a lot, lot, and she did spank. And we believed in spanking, um, and not playing around with kids in my culture growing up. Um, I believe that way as well, all the way up until I began my training as a pediatrician. And, you know, they say, when you know better, you do better. And then I had kids of my own and started to be, uh, challenged. (laughs) and at first it was very knee-jerk to yell, try to control, or spank. And so I had to really remodel my way of thinking, use my skills, evidence-based skills, and and change my behaviors as a parent. Now, Candace, let's get into the next topic that uh, I want you to explain to us, and that is what do you think are some of the most important things that we as parents can teach or offer to our children? 
Right, right. I know this sounds very cliche, but I think there's a song that says, love is all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know most people go, oh, I know that. I love my kids. Um, but I'm not talking about that deep emotion of love that brings tears to your eyes. I- I'm talking about the verb, the act of love, love that flows through our actions when we're dealing with our kids. And I like to give a scenario here. You know, everybody knows about Jesus. Even if you're not Christian, we all know that Jesus was a great man, right, and a great model. And he acted and lived with love. And so I like to say, there's there's this saying years ago that, you know, what would Jesus do? So I like to change that and say, if Jesus were a parent, what would he do? So when we're dealing with our kids and acting and interacting with our kids and things get rough, just whisper, Jesus were a parent, what would he do right here? And I promise you, he would act with love, compassion, empathy. He would be kind, try to be patient and understanding. You know, all of that stuff comes with love. So if you start there, that's, oh, that's number one. That's number one. Of course, there are the basics of life. You have to be able to give your child food, water, shelter. A lot of people miss safety. We put our kids in unsafe situations. Um, and so safety is a big thing. Also, it's important to play with our kids. Some of us are so serious and so busy, we don't get in the floor and play or go out and throw that ball. We don't have time for that anymore. That's so important. And as far as discipline is concerned, kids need structure, consistency. They do need rules. They do need discipline. And I always advise giving your child an education. How much privacy should parents give to their children? Well, privacy, it should be age-based and tailored to the maturity of the child, in my opinion. So it's no hard and fast rule there. Um, I advise parents to follow, you know, parental guidelines. I advise parents to definitely, uh, with younger children, if they have their own rooms, if they have a TV, those types of things, that they um, have those privacy settings and they are in that room checking and, 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 and making sure everything is in, in good order in the room. As children, I think this comes up more with adolescents. And we want to make sure that we really know our children, their maturity level, what they're ready to handle, that we've educated them on what's to come and anticipate what's to come in their life to prevent exposures to things that their mind is not able to handle or process. That's a big thing to prevent damage or dangers. So I think you really need to go by an age-based uh, thought process there and tailor it to the maturity of their child. Your child may be 13 or 15, but if they're very immature, uh, they follow the crowd, if there's things that are going on that worry you about them, that they're not ready for something, trust your gut and don't and don't give them too much uh, reign or privacy. Still stick in there with them. Dr. Candace Jones is with us. Uh, tell me, Candace, about your podcast for parents. Thank you for asking. My podcast is Kidding Around with Dr. Candace. It can be heard through my website, uh, drcandacemd.com, on iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, it's a kid health podcast for everyone, parents, caregivers, anyone who touches the life of a child. As a pediatrician, I sit down with pediatric experts in the specialty fields of pediatrics 
in medicine and ask them all the burning questions that parents have, and sometimes I even have these questions. We keep it light and simple and practical and entertaining, and I encourage everyone to listen and share it with others, and I promise they will gain some helpful insight, um, medical tips and, and things of that nature to better improve the lives of their child so that they can be happy and healthy. And also, if you allow me, please follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I also have clips from the podcast on YouTube. Candace, where do you stand on on parents uh, getting their children involved at a good church and uh, and Sunday school activity? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I, I, as I said before, I have uh, patients and families from all walks of life. I am myself Christian, and I definitely support and think it is a fundamental um, need for families that they are involved with church, that their children are educated um, on God um, and Jesus and, and their religious principles. And even for families who may not be Christian, I think that having, believing in something larger than you, that there, that God is out there and he has your back and he supports you and that gives you hope and faith and that's the key to anything that can come your way. So I just, it helps kids and families to be strong together, to live a life with a moral compass and it also helps you navigate life and do the right things. So I think it's very important for family, families to have that foundation. Um, a lot of families don't have that anymore, and the kids are just going astray. I ask that a lot in the clinic. Do you guys go to church? And I hear no. And sometimes those kids are uh, living on their own understanding, and they don't even have the brains that are capable of doing it yet, and they don't have any rules or structure or beliefs. And so they're just in the wind, and that sets them up for a lot of hurt and harm. So I do support that. Candace, tell me about your parenting experience, your children, and, and how you have dealt with the pressures of raising children that all parents face. Yeah, I, you know, parenting is, is the hardest job on the planet, in, in my opinion. Um, I... My, my my oldest son is nine, and, and when he was in preschool, you know, around that three, four, five range, before five, you know, we, we got some calls from school. <laughs> we really did. And um, it was a tough time for me being a pediatrician and also just being a parent and having those calls made on your child's behavior. And so that was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress in, because I was working and seeing patients full time at that time as well. But I dug in, and I, I learned that I needed to um, calm down and be positive and look for the positive, and then also still take care of myself. That's the hard part when we're dealing with all the parenting stuff, and then we can kind of forget about ourselves. So I do think self-care is so important because that allows you to be your best self for your child. And then you need to have a village. You need to have support, you know, grandparents, your husband, um, or significant other, and you'll need to get out and do things for yourself. So managing all of that and scheduling all of that can be tough, but you do need that extra layer of support. 
tell me what you uh, tell single mothers that come in. Uh, they didn't sign up to be single mothers, I don't think. But uh, right. uh, tell me some of the issues that they have to deal with that you're helping them with. Right. So, you know, I I do have some young girls who are purposefully trying to get pregnant, knowing that they're not married, knowing that they won't be getting married. So I guess they may be signing up <laughs> for being a single parent. And there again, that understanding within a young mind can be very dangerous. And so I do anticipate that going on in the lives of my adolescent patients. And I ask that question because I know the population I serve is at risk for that. I ask that question. Are you planning to get pregnant? Do you have a boyfriend that wants you to get pregnant? You know, and most of the time I get, no way, you know. And so I'm happy about that. But I do share with them that being a parent is a tough thing. It's not easy. And from the day that they have a child, their lives are forever changed. And their focus, their life is all about sacrifice for their child. So there's no more you, just you anymore. You know, as an adolescent, they can just think about themselves and what they want and, you know, be a little selfish, but that's not the case anymore. And if you want to do it well, you have to be all about your child. And so I try to scare them a little bit <laughs> and definitely steer them away from that um, and anticipate and help them uh, prevent that in their lives. In the closing minute and a half or so that we have, Doc, tell me the most Im- three most important issues that you would pass on to parents uh, listening today. Three most important issues as far as parenting or yeah, yeah, just in yeah, general? Yeah, parents raising children, tell, from what you've seen, tell me tell me the three most important things you would share or teach to parents uh, based on what you've seen, what you've observed over the years. Absolutely. I would say to parents to get some skills. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be offensive. People can get be <laughs> feel a little uh, judged when you say that. But even I, as a pediatrician, took a parenting class and got some parenting skills. Because of a lot of us, none of our lives were perfect, and we had parents that did things wrong. All parents do make mistakes. And so I really advise parents, before you become a parent or while you're caring or any point along the way, that you go take a parenting class, you at least read a parenting book, you mm-hmm. go on, there's a wealth of information out there now, because that gives you skills, and you need skills to handle your children appropriately, positively, in the best way possible when things are the toughest, because that's when our emotions and the hurt and the harm can come through. Doc, we've run out of time. Our guest has been Dr. Candace Jones, right here in the Pine Hills community of Orlando, Florida. We're back for more right after these messages on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word, in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word.
Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now, a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk-free, plus free shipping. Call 800-347-6435. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results, guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-347-6435. 800-347-6435. That's 800-347-6435. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-422-3838 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Melberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-422-3838. That's 800-422-3838. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Now, once again, here's Pat. Dr. Candace Jones, our guest in that first half hour. Uh, Robert uh, Morgan, he's in Nashville, uh, pastor of the Donaldson Fellowship in Nashville. Uh, He's written more than 20 books, and the one we're going to talk about is called Worry Less, Live More. Robert, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm so glad to be with you, Pat. Thank you. Worry less, live more. What does that mean? Well, it means that we live in a very stressful age. On the uh, one hand, we have a lot of uh, external pressures. We have political crises all around us. We have the threat of terrorism. We never know uh, when another act of violence will occur. And then on a personal level, will occur... And then on a personal level, we have inward fears about our own well-being, about our children, our families, and we have all of the connectivity of the Internet. We have media coming at us day and night, and people have never been so stressed and so worried as they are right now. There was an article a couple of weeks ago in the New York Times Magazine that teenagers now are so filled with anxiety and battling anxiety disorders to an extent that it has eclipsed depression as the major mental struggle and illness that young people are dealing with. And I think that all of us have just a lot of anxiety in our lives, but there are ways of reducing that inner anxiety, and that's what we've got to do in order that we can enjoy life more. You open your book with the chapter called The Practice of Rejoicing, uh, Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord Always. I will say it again, rejoice. Uh, Fill us in on that. 
Well, I think that Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, represents the Bible's greatest anti-anxiety passage. Mm. I think the Apostle Paul who wrote that was high-strung. We know from other passages that he was subject to anxiety himself, and certainly I can identify with that. I have battled anxiety and various anxiety disorders for years. But the Apostle Paul here, near the end of his life in Philippians, gave us a series of steps, and the very heart of that is that we should be anxious about nothing but in everything uh, through prayer and petition present our request to God and the peace of God will uh, transform our lives and that passage according to Amazon is the most highlighted verse in Kindle translations or in Kindle versions e-versions of the Bible Mm. well the whole passage begins with the concept of joy Paul gives us here a series of steps for overcoming anxiety, and the very first one is to rejoice in the Lord always. And, you know, Pat, we cannot always rejoice in our load, but we can rejoice in our Lord. We look around and we may see there are a lot of things going wrong in life, but then we open the Bible and we look at the nature of who God is, and we look at the Lord Jesus Christ, and we say, well, this may be a very distressing world, But I've got God's presence with me. I've got his promises here in the Bible. I've got his pardon over all of not only my sins, but my mistakes. I've got his paradise ahead of me in heaven. I've got his providential ordering of all of my ways. In spite of all that's happening around me, and in spite of the fears within me, I can rejoice in the Lord. And do you know what I've learned is that I've just got to get up in the morning and make up my mind that I'm going to be cheerful today. Mm. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's move to the second topic. Uh, it's the practice of gentleness. And uh, Philippians 4, 5 says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Uh, fill us in on that one. Well, I believe that as Paul unfolded his anti-anxiety passage in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9, he went through a series of steps. And he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And when you read the book of Philippians, you realize that it was written to a group of Christians in the city of Philippi that, by and large, were getting along very well, but there was some friction in their church. And the Apostle Paul uh, dealt with it. He addressed it in his book. And at the very end, he said, Now remember to be gentle with one another. And, you know, in my own experience, and I suppose in yours, a lot of our worry and anxiety and tension comes because of relationships. It, become, it comes because of other people. It may be uh, a husband or a wife or a child uh, or a brother or a sister. It could be that it's somebody at work. But there are other people who very often cause our distress. And what happens is we tend to get angry and upset, and, and those um, negative attitudes uh, are contagious. But when we realize that the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, and that Proverbs chapter 15 says that a soft answer turns away wrath, and gentleness in the heart reduces anger, we realize that if we can just be gentler with people, then the overall stress of our lives will be reduced. And I'd like for uh, everyone listening to us to think of the interactions they had yesterday or that they will have today. Is there a way that those could have been 
just a little bit more pleasant? Could you have smiled a little bit more? Could there have been a little bit more of a twinkle in your eye? Today, when you see somebody, maybe it's even the clerk at the coffee shop, can you be a little bit friendlier to them? There is something about gentleness that reduces stress, not only in a culture or in a society, but all around us, wherever we are. Robert Morgan is our guest from Nashville. Uh, Worry less, live more. Uh, is the name of his most recent book. Now I want you to get into this one, Robert, The Practice of Nearness, Philippians 4, 5. Again, the Lord is near. Uh, What's the message here? Well, Paul has eight different bullet points. He goes down, uh, joy, gentleness, and then he says, The Lord is near, therefore do not be worried about anything. And it's interesting that he puts those little words in there, The Lord is near. I've realized that we could leave those out of this passage, and the passage would have flowed just fine, but the presence of those words in the passage really makes all the difference. It has to do with the Lord's close uh, geographical proximity to us. He is near us. The Bible says in Psalm 46, He is a very present help in time of trouble. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Bible says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And when we walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and we know God and have a relationship with him, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And that means he is all around us. He is within us. And if you have someone like Almighty God walking beside you, sitting there in the car as you drive to work or as you drive Um, to your meeting with somebody. If you have him there when you wake up and you can say, good morning, Lord, and you have him there beside you, tucking you in, as it were, when you go to sleep, and you can say, Lord, you're going to stay up all night and watch over me. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. (laughs) And we can cultivate a sense of the presence of God. Well, certainly that would have a dramatic effect on our ability to worry less and live more. Now I want you to talk about the practice of prayer and uh, we've moved to Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. Well, this is the very heart of the passage. And prayer is that place where we exchange our burdens for the Lord's peace. The Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord, because he cares for you. And there have been so many times, Pat, in my life, when I have been overwhelmed with some problem, as I said earlier, I battle anxiety disorder. I think that's why I'm drawn to this passage in Philippians 4. And I have just been on the floor just crying out and asking, sometimes, Lord, take me on to heaven because the panic attack that I was going through or the anxiety that I was suffering was so great. But whenever I would sit down at my desk and say, now, Lord, I've got to deal with this spiritually. I've got to deal with this scripturally. And I'll open my Bible and I'll say, Lord, I've got this terrible problem here, but I need a promise from you. And I'm able to transfer that burden over to the Lord. Then the burden is lifted. Now, I may have to do it repeatedly, and it may be a process. I think what Paul is saying here is don't continue to be anxious. Don't live in a state of anxiety, but instead learn through the power of prayer to find the peace of God in the middle, in the middle of your anxious situations. Uh, it takes, it's a real process, and it's a lifelong process for me. But it really begins every morning when I wake up and I say, well, 
this is a new day. The best way for me to do it is to start it with the Lord, and I'll get my cup of coffee. And, Pat, for many years, since I was 19 years old, I've started my day with prayer and Bible study. Mm. And to me, that's the uh, the great secret of beginning to grow and the peace that comes from learning to cast your cares on the Lord. Now we move to the practice of thanksgiving. Uh, again, Philippians 4, 6, we, we read the words, with thanksgiving. Uh, what does that mean, Robert? Well, this is the very uh, heart of the passage uh, that Paul gives us, battling anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And it's very important for us to recognize that thanksgiving, uh, gratitude, is one of the most powerful um, weapons we have against anxiety. Uh, Just think about whatever situation you're facing today. Every one of us today, we may not be battling anxiety disorders, but there is something that is worrying us today. Well, if you can take that thing that is worrying you, and look around in all directions, 360 degrees, and say, well, here is something that I can be thankful for. Here is something in spite of all that I'm going through that I can be thankful for. Here is a person. Here is an item. Here is an answered prayer. Here is a blessing. Here is a little step uh, that I didn't notice before that I can be thankful for. And we begin thanking God for whatever we can in the middle of the process. And we thank Him for what we are learning through the process then that is a weapon against anxiety that is as effective as anything we can ever find from any psychologist. In fact, the psychologists today, even in the secular realm, with no knowledge of the Bible, are discovering that cultivating a sense of gratitude is the greatest way for us to increase the preset point of happiness in our personalities. Robert, let's uh, get to the next topic, the practice of thinking uh, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Uh, I'm eager to hear about this one. Well, this is what I call biblical meditation. This is so important, Pat, because worry and anxiety, the kind that I battle with it, We have physical manifestations of it. To me, it just tears up my stomach and it tears up my heart. I feel like someone reaching into my chest and and squeezing uh, my inner organs. Anybody that has panic attacks or anxiety disorder knows how crippling worry can be. But even though we feel it physically uh, and may have shortness of breath and our heart may race, it is primarily a mental thing. It is what we are thinking about. And there is a great... Uh, effective uh, tool that we can use against anxiety, and that is the meditation of Scripture. I have another book about this called Reclaiming the Lost Art of Biblical Meditation. And I'll give you just a very simple example. If I wake up in the middle of the night, and uh, when I do, usually some worry or anxiety comes into my mind, it often seems worse at night, then that can take over my mind and keep me awake all night long. But I've learned that if at the moment I awake, I begin quoting a scripture like Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. And I start reciting scripture to myself, and I let the Bible circulate through my mind, then my mind relaxes and I'm able to go back to sleep. 
And so the memorization and the meditation of Scripture is much better than anything else we can do now. Very often we need doctors, we need therapists, we need counselors, and we need medication to help us with anxiety. I'm not against seeking uh, help from all kinds of very good sources. But I would say we've got to have a spiritual foundation for it, and that uh, in general, meditation is better than medication for overcoming our anxious fears, because when we learn to meditate on Scripture, then it's a very great um, um, process uh, mentally for allowing ourselves to get into a better place. Like Isaiah said so long ago, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Robert Morgan is our guest. We've got another segment with Robert talking about his book, Worry Less, Live More. We'll be right back here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word, in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. How will the recent massive data breach affect you? Is your personal information at risk? If you are a Discover credit card member, there's an important action you can take to help protect yourself right now. Go online and sign up for Discover's free social security alerts. Once activated, we will alert you if your social security number is found on any one of thousands of risky websites. Learn more and sign up for free alerts at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hi, I'm Barbara Sandbeck, your host on Grace Notes, a 15-minute program that contains biblical teaching and a wide variety of music. Some of the subjects we address are why do we have trials and cultivating intimacy with God. You can listen right here on WTLN every Sunday at 2.45 p.m. Can't catch the whole broadcast? Visit our podcast on the web 24-7 on WTLN.com. So tune in. You won't want to miss it. Hey, parents, check out our latest Amazing Radio deal. Half-price orthodontics. Go right now to AmazingRadioDeals.com. AmazingRadioDeals.com. We're excited to be able to provide your kids with a big new smile, saving you thousands and putting a big smile on your face, too. But don't hesitate. Go online right now to AmazingRadioDeals.com. AmazingRadioDeals.com. No games, no gimmicks, no kidding. Orthodontics for half price. Another amazing radio deal available right now at AmazingRadioDeals.com. AmazingRadioDeals.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Now, once again, here's Pat. Robert Morgan is with us from Nashville, and his book is out. It's called Worry Less, Live More. Uh, Robert, I want to move to the, uh, well, it's actually the seventh topic that you write about, the practice of discipleship. Uh, Philippians 4, 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Uh, fill us in, please, on this one. Yes. 
if, uh, if people are familiar with Philippians chapter 4, they know that there are really two stanzas in it. One says that if we will rejoice and be gentle and pray about things with thanksgiving, then the peace of God will keep our hearts and minds. But then he begins again by saying, finally, think on these things, and whatever you have seen or heard or received in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So Paul is saying here to the Philippians and to all of us, if you are anxious, if you are worried, then look at me. Look at my life. Look at what I am telling you. Look at what I have learned. Uh, Whatever you have heard or received or seen from me, then put it into practice. Because Paul is a man who had learned how to trust the Lord. And the great uh, truth here, I think, for us is that whenever we are worried or anxious or concerned, one of the things that helps us is to find somebody who is trusting the Lord a little bit more than we are. Someone who is further along in terms of the peace of God than we have arrived at. And to look at that person's life, to study them, maybe if we can, to talk to them and to draw lessons from them. I remember years ago when I was a college student, I was very upset and troubled about something, very insecure and having some uh, panic issues. And I came across uh, a wonderful woman, Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Bell Graham, and had an opportunity of talking to her. And I described my problems to her. And she was so wise. And she said, Robert, do you know the story of the 12 spies in the book of Numbers that Moses sent to spy out the promised land? And I said, yes, I know that story. She said, well, the lesson of the story is that 10 of the spies compared themselves to the giants, but two spies, Joshua and Caleb, compared the giants with God. And she said, you're comparing yourself to all of the giants that you see out there in front of you, and you should be comparing those giants to God. And I learned so much from her. I've never forgotten that lesson. And it's because she was discipling me with those words. And there are times when my wife, Katrina, uh, she doesn't battle anxiety a great deal. She has multiple sclerosis and and is uh, uh, seriously handicapped and has a lot of issues. But she doesn't tend to worry, and I do. And very often she'll say, Robert, why are you so worried Aren't you trusting the Lord? And I said, well, I'm trying to trust. And she said, you're either trying or you're trusting, but those are mutually exclusive. You simply need to trust him. And she disciples me in that way. So one of the great things that helps us is to find those Apostle Pauls in our lives and what we receive and hear and learn from them and see in them. We've got to put it into practice. Robert Morgan is with us from Nashville. Uh, The book is called Worry Less. Live More. Thomas Nelson is the publisher. Now, Robert, we get to the practice of peace. Philippians 4, 7 and 9. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds, and the God of peace will be with you. Uh, I want you to explain that one, please. The Bible gives us many promises about peace. Now, this is a very powerful one-two punch, because it says that the peace of God will guard if we do these things that he describes in this passage, the Bible's great anti-anxiety passage. If we do these things, then the peace of God, and he describes it here as transcending all understanding. It is beyond human explanation. You can have a peace that is beyond any ability of any other person in the world to explain the amount of peace you have. It will guard, and that's a military word, like it will be soldiers stationed around you to 
to guard your heart, which means your emotions, and your mind. Just think about not worrying about anything, going through life not worrying about anything, because the peace of God, which nobody can fully explain, is like soldiers guarding your emotions and your mind all the time. That is the promise that is here in this passage. I wouldn't say it if it weren't right here in the Bible, because it sounds so fantastic, but as if that were not great enough. Then he comes at the very end of the passage and says, not only will the peace of God guard your hearts and your minds, but the God of peace himself will be with you. And this is why I think this passage, there are many passages in the Bible, Pat, that I go to when I'm worried. I think I know all of them because I've battled this so much in my life. But there is nothing that quite climaxes its points the way that this one does. I think the other passage that I think of that's related to this is when Jesus said to the disciples, let not your hearts be troubled. Peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. In John chapter 14 and verse 27. So I think it is possible to worry less and live more by keeping the little formula that Paul gives us here in this passage. It's full of powerful spiritual and psychological truth, and it's available for us, and it's well worth memorizing, learning. And, uh, and I hope that people will, uh, through my book and through their own study of the passage, come to live out this passage more and more. Robert, your conclusion <clears throat> is simply called, Don't Worry About It. Uh, what are you telling us there at the end of the book? Well, I tell a story about my friend Reese Kaufman, who is the uh, president of Child Evangelism Fellowship. He had me one day out in Telluride, Colorado, and we went on his four-wheeler up into the Rockies, and there was a tremendous thunderstorm and lightning storm up there, and there was nowhere for us to have any protection, and Reese was totally unaffected by it all, but I was just terrified. And I kept saying, Reese, do you think it's safe up here? And... He said, well, don't worry about it. And then I would say, Reese, the lightning. And he said, don't worry about it. And then I'd say, now, Reese, I'm on this uh, uh, four-wheeler here that's got rubber wheels, but there's no roof on it. Is it like being in a car? Am I safe here? And he just turned around and looked at me, and his blue eyes turned a little bit uh, severe, and he said, Robert, don't worry about it. And so often, as I've faced other crises in other ways or other storms, uh, or other bolts of lightning, or the rumblings of thunder, I just hear the words of the Lord Jesus saying to me, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And that's really the message here of Philippians 4. It seems really almost too good to be true, but here it is in the Bible. Do not worry about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that transcends human understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Robert, what happened up on the mountain? Did you get out of there? Yes, there was no, I don't, you know, the Lord protected us. Reese has a tremendous amount of faith in the Lord's protection. He doesn't take unreasonable risks, or he's not presumptuous, but he just knew we would get down and we barreled off that mountain, half of it in the dark. I was frozen and frightened, and Reese was just driving away, and we made it safely. And later, 
he sent me a, a there was a package that came in the mail and I opened it and it was a beautiful polo shirt and he had emblazoned over the collar uh, or or over the pocket of the shirt the words don't worry about it <laughs> so uh, so I think about that very often I appreciate and love Reese and uh, and his work but particularly that little phrase, don't worry about it, that really just about directly comes from Scripture. In fact, the Living Bible in Philippians 4 says very simply, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Mm. How often have you worn that shirt, and, and what do people say when they see it? Well, I love wearing that shirt, and, uh, uh, you know, I think people uh, look at it and and it reminds them that life is too short uh, to spend it curled up in, in, uh, uh, in the fetal position of anxiety and worry. And I try to communicate that message to them wherever I go. Uh, I've been speaking on this subject recently, and I think that I can speak with some credibility because um, I'm an anxious person by nature. I think I have some genetic predisposition towards anxiety disorder, but I've also uh, fought this all of my life, not only with uh, with some uh, good help from friends and counselors, but primarily with the Bible therapy of scriptural truth. And, you know, when you have a, a tense time in your life, uh, maybe somebody right now is facing a financial problem or they're terribly worried about their adult children or their teenagers, uh, or they're having marital issues, whatever it is, and you just get alone with the Lord and open the Bible, turn off your phone, and just say, Lord, I need some time with you. And you go through the Bible and you find these verses that God gives us. Second Peter chapter number 1 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has also given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them we may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through evil desires. Well, when we learn to go and find God's very great and precious promises, and we focus on the promises instead of on the problems, then we begin to experience the Philippians for life. Robert Morgan has been our guest. <clears throat> We've got to wrap up right after this. You're listening to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour, 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Over 70 million Americans have unhealthy blood pressure levels. Are you one of them? Introducing Berkeley Life, a 100% drug-free, cardiologist-recommended supplement to help maintain normal, healthy blood pressure while supporting energy and vitality. Now, for a limited time, try Berkeley Life free. Call 800-961-2043. A key to maintaining healthy blood pressure is your body's nitric oxide levels. Berkeley Life helps to boost nitric oxide levels naturally. The breakthrough is from a discovery which won a Nobel Prize in medicine on nitric oxide levels in the bloodstream. Berkeley Life includes free saliva test strips to see your level 
levels instantly. Now there is a supplement you test yourself and can see it's working. In a consumer study, 91% felt healthier after taking Berkeley Life for just three weeks. Here's Dan, an actual Berkeley Life user. The supplements are easy to take, more energy, more clarity. I don't have to worry about my blood pressure levels anymore. And the results are fantastic. Get your free 30-day supply. Call 800-961-2043. Just pay shipping and handling. 800-961-2043. 800-961-2043. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on 94.9 FM and AM 950. The Word. Now, once again, here's Pat. Well, thanks for joining us, folks, here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, Dr. Candace Jones was with us uh, in the first half hour, uh, pediatrician, right here in Orlando. And then Robert Morgan plugged in from Nashville, uh, talking about his new book, Worry Less, Live More. Uh, Please visit my website. It's patwilliams.com. The Twitter page, Orlando Magic Pat. And uh, I want you to check out my most recent book. It's called The Success Intersection. Uh, The uh, publisher is Ravel. And it's about when your greatest talent intersects with your strongest passion. Well, that's your sweet spot in life, folks. And that's where you want to live. Uh, We'll be back next weekend for more. Just a reminder, this is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to 94.9 FM and AM 950 The Word in Orlando. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Pat Williams Power Hour. Join us again next week at the same time where faith comes by hearing. 94.9 FM and AM 950. The Word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.